Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! Beautiful. With joy and gladness, please shout and welcome Ida! Oh, your welcoming is not like we are in Apache. First love shouts more than you. Your children, they, they, they are very... Prove to your children that you gave birth to them. That you were here before they came. Because their screams are deafening. Gospel 
Hallelujah. Wow. Let us pray, please. Father, thank you for today and for the blessing of your word to us today. Thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. It's a joy to be here today. And um, I believe that God is blessing us mightily. Amen. Amen. Today I want to share with you a simple message. And my message is entitled, Can't You Do Just a Little Bit More? And I want you to turn with me to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 1. Now, can't you do just a little bit more? Acts 1 verse 7. And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his power. Verse 8, but you shall shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Amen. Now, one of the important things for us to realize is that God wants us to do often just a little bit more than we've done already. So thank God for all that you have done and all that has been done. Amen. Amen. For some of us who don't know, um, this church was, um, we were in Chalk Farm. We're just a little group, like a little section over here. And then it's grown to become bigger. And um, we are blessed to have been here by now and see what God is doing. Many churches are empty. Ours are full. By God's grace. And we are feeling hot. So that's a blessing. It's another type of problem, isn't it? When you have so many cars, you don't know where to park them. And you have so many televisions, you don't know which one to look at. Isn't it? So that's yet another kind of problem. But I, the, the Lord is saying that, can't you do just a little bit more than what you have done? Can't you give just a little bit more? Can't you go a little bit further? All right? And you see that until you die, these words will always be true. Can't you do just 
a little bit more than you've done. And I want you to remember that so that you don't sit down and say, oh, I've done whatever can be done. Now, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, what did Jesus say to his disciples? All right? He said, you will receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you will be witnesses. Now, these are disciples who have been with Jesus in the ministry. They suffered with Jesus. In fact, Jesus promised them. He said, you are the ones who have been with me through my temptations. And I'm going to reward you. Your names are going to be in the gates. You'll be with me in glory. Jesus told them. So, they had already done well. You know. And they had already accomplished a lot. Because Judas didn't make it. Judas was lost. And um, many people doubted, did not really believe in Jesus. But Jesus uh, said to these disciples, you guys have done well. You are going to be with me in my kingdom. All right? You are going to be... He told them he was even going to prepare a place for them in glory. So they had already done something. And I believe that all of us here have already done something for God. Have you not already done something for God? I mean, the fact that you, you are here, uh, it shows that you've done something. I mean, uh, you've survived. You didn't backslide. You didn't criticize us. Even if you criticized, it was just a, a, little, a little bit. <laughs> true or not true? Yeah. So I believe that we've already been through a lot and survived many things. Amen. All right. Now, um, but after that, Jesus now met his disciples and was asking them to do a little bit more. So he asked them to go to Jerusalem, be witnesses for me in Jerusalem. Wow. Now, since he was going to go away, he, he, he didn't just start end with Jerusalem. He said, I want you to do something for me in Judea as well. A little bit more. Amen. Amen. And then, I know you, you do well in Judea. Please, can you do a little bit more? Samaria. Wow. <laughs> and then, I know you've done something in Samaria. Can you do a little bit more to the uttermost parts of the earth? Wow. So Jesus is always asking us for a little bit more. And a little bit more makes a lot of difference. If you hadn't done, if we wouldn't do a little bit more, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be having church here this morning. Because I tell you, you know, Church work is such that 
when it's successful, it's successful. There are people, there are cars, there are members, there are marriages, there are people around. I mean, the church is working. We have marriage seminars, single mingles. We have good music. We have drama. We have everything. We have money. We have buildings. We have halls. I mean, there's nothing else we need. And there's nothing else we needed in Ghana. Where I am coming from, there is a church there. Large church. Yeah. And many churches in Accra, in Ghana, and other places. So, we could praise ourselves and say, wow, that's fine. But you see, that is how Christianity dies. That's how churches get empty. That's how people backslide and begin to have other visions and ideas which God didn't give to us. So, Jesus, when he was going, gave us the whole rundown of what he's expecting from us. He's expecting us to go a little bit further all the time. So whatever stage you've arrived at, there's a little bit more. So if you are a child who's come to know Jesus, maybe you don't know that you, what it is, it's, it's already a great achievement. If you're a young person and you know, you've come to know the Lord, it's a great because you could be something else. You could be, you could be a really, really bad boy or really, really bad girl. You could be doing a thousand other things this morning. You know, on my way here, you see, thousands of people are not going to no church. No church this morning, no NATO, no church. Nothing is going to no church about no nothing. You get it? Yeah. We are just, I mean, having lunch, barbecue, I mean, relaxing, going to the pool, traveling, going somewhere else, marathon, whatever. True or not true? So it's already an achievement to even be around. It's, it's a great thing that you are around. Most people in England, most of the English people do not believe in God. Yes, they don't believe in God. You say, I, I believe in some uh, cosmic energy. You know, there's a big bang or some power, but I don't know, I don't really believe. All right? Are you with me? But... You are here. Well done. Congratulate your neighbor. Now, but God is telling us this morning, can't you do a little bit more? A little bit more. And reach out. God is always asking his people for more. So if you, if you are serving God, you must, you must know that God's reward system is actually a little different from what you may think. When God is rewarding you, he gives you more work. The reward for hard work is more work. Yes. Turn with me to Luke 17. Which of you having a servant or plowing or feeding cattle will say to him by and by, when he is come from the field, go and sit down to meet. 
Will he not rather say to him, make ready wherewith I may sup and get thyself and serve me till I have eaten and drunk and afterward thou shalt eat and drink. That he thanked that servant because he did the things that were commanded him, I trow not. So likewise he, when you have done all these things which are commanded you, say we are unprofitable servants and we have done that which was our duty to do. So when you've been in the field plowing and feeding cattle, doing the work of God, do not expect to be told, well done. You must expect to be given the next job. Amen. 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 Which is, get to the job and start frying fish, chicken, frying rabbits, whatever it is I want to eat, fry them, make the potatoes, the rice, whatever, organize it for me and lay the table and serve me. That's, that's the reward for being a good servant who's been plowing in the field, who's been working very hard and has done something good. The reward is get to the job and start organizing the table and let me eat and serve me. More service. I was out on the field. I was plowing. I was feeding. And you don't want to thank me? You don't want to praise me? You don't want to even give me a bonus? No, no bonus. More work. The job is more work. The blessing is more work. Hallelujah. So when you have done God's work and you have been a witness in Jerusalem, which is Accra. My Jerusalem is Accra. That's where I grew up. Then the reward for hard work in Accra is to be given Ghana to preach in. And Healing Jesus Crusade was preaching in the whole of Ghana for 10 years. Yes. I've been blessed to be in many towns and I see it as a great honor to have been in many towns and cities across Ghana. So when you do well, God now rewards you with more work. And the more work means that he has to give you life. Yeah. He has to give you life. He has to give you money. He has to give you helpers. He has to give you equipment. He has to give you what you need. He has to open doors for you. Yeah. Because you finished plowing and feeding the field. So, next one is kitchen work. After kitchen work, we are doing restaurant. We are serving. You know that I'm just going to say, the food is there. You can go and heat your food in the uh, world. Go and microwave it. As some people have been doing to their husbands. The food is there. You can go and microwave. You can sort out yourself. No sorting out of yourself with this master. Get to the job and organize it. Defrost the meat. Get to the job. And put on a smile. And don't come and just throw the thing in front of...
You can't just throw the food there. We were in a restaurant a couple of days ago and we asked for some tea. And they were upset that we were asking for tea. So they came and they just threw the pots of tea there. That is it. They are lucky that it's not the master in the Bible. They would have been in serious trouble. So God is going to reward you. And God rewarded me with the preaching in Ghana. All over. And our ministry spreading through Ghana. Then that's Judea. Jerusalem, Judea. Now you see these words, you have to go to Jerusalem. I don't know, how many have not yet been? Ah, Bishop Richard, what are you doing? You have to take them to... <laughs> you have to take them to Israel. Huh? 2,000 people on Sunday, then we go. When you have 2,000 people here on Sunday, then you take them to Israel. No, I will talk to you. Let's see how you behave during this service. And I will talk to Bishop Richard to take you to Israel. A special trip. You know, when I first went to Israel, I stopped a taxi. I was in uh, Jerusalem. I stopped a taxi and I sat in. And I said, he said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to Galilee. So let's go. Then the man said, Galilee? He said, do you know where Galilee is? It is like asking, saying, I'm going to Birmingham. Yeah. He said, because when you read the Bible, you hear the words, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, Galilee. You think it's all the same place. It's not the same place at all. Yeah. So it was this taxi, the taxi driver was so surprised. He said, do you, know, it, do you know how many hours it would take us to get to Galilee? You can't just go to Galilee. So I, I didn't go. So I, I, I told him to take me somewhere, anywhere else. But I don't know where to go. I didn't know where to go. I had just one day in Jerusalem. Yeah, but you see, that, that was my introduction to the reality that all these words mean something. Capernaum, Chorazin, Tiberias, Samaria, Judea. Jerusalem, the wilderness, they are real places. And after some time, you, you, you understand the, the, the geography of the place and you realize that they are all different. So for Jesus to say, go to Jerusalem, then to Judea, huh, and then Samaria, you are going further. And then the uttermost parts of there. Yes. So the reward for doing well in Jerusalem is more work. Judea. Look at it, the scripture. You shall be witnesses in four places. So your life actually has four phases. There are four seasons of your life where God is going to provide you four sets of health, life, four seasons of life, four seasons of financing you, four seasons of equipping you, four seasons of grace. And the first one is for grace for Jerusalem. Grace for Jerusalem. When he says Jerusalem, then he's going to give you the things you need for Jerusalem. Then he says Judea, he's going to give you all the things you need for Judea. If you need a husband for Judea, then the husband is going to be provided for Judea. If you need a beloved for Judea, beloved will be provided. 
Because there are some things you can't do without being married. Yes. And some things you'll be better off not being married. Depends. So, God is going to provide for us the grace for just a little bit more. Yes. So, if you want to work with God, get used to being asked always for a little bit more. In addition, not much more. You see, it's always not much more. It's always something small. That's what I've noticed. I've not, I've not really seen God asking for huge leaps, huge jumps. In my experience, I found out that commandments of God are not grievous. Yes. Many people think God, God is going to ask me to kill myself. No. God asks for a little bit more of what you are already doing, sometimes just a little bit more. So that's why, don't think of being a missionary to China when here in Peckham, or I don't know where we are, if we are in Peckham, you haven't been able to do something here at all. Some may think that God is going to wake up and say, go to China. What type of China are you going? I'm not going to know China. Peckham is where you are. You must conquer this place. There are many people outside. They are not going to know church this morning. Yeah. So, just a little bit more is what you must expect God to ask you to do. And he's going to reward you with more work. Matthew 25, verse 20. The story, the famous story of the five talents. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. I have gained besides them. What has he gained for working with the five talents? Five talents more. And then the Lord said, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. I will make you rest for the rest of your life. No, I'm giving you more work. You are now going to be a ruler over many issues. Hey! More responsibility. More work. For being a faithful and a good person, God gives you more work. He says, now you are going to be a ruler over a lot of problems you are going to solve as a ruler. You see the, the problems the government has. Yeah, you see, every government has a lot of problems. <laughs> every government has a lot of problems. Yeah. So now God is going to give you a lot of problems to solve. Why? Because you were faithful with five talents and that's the reward God is going to give you. The reward for hard work is more work. Hallelujah. Well done, good and faithful servant. Wow. I'm going to make you a ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. That means come and God's going to be happy with you. You know, I've noticed when I work with people, different people that I've worked with, many times I noticed that they, people began to realize that when they have favor, I give them work to do. Yes. When they have favor with me, I give them work to do. Yeah. You know, one day I was, having a, I was in the office and 
some of my crusade directors rebelled. They said, look, you've not been calling us for meetings. We don't know why you've not been calling. Please call us for a meeting. We are not happy that you don't call us. <laughs> you said, we don't know what is going on. You are only talking to the first lab people. Call us also. We want a meeting. We want some, something. We, want, we are also here. Your boys are here. Your original boys are here. We need, we also want something to do. You are not calling us for any, anything. Yes. We want to be called for something. There, is there nothing to call us for? Something for the boys. And there's something is work. Yes. Yes. You see, people realize with time that when you are favored, that's when you are called for work. Look, there's this work to, there's this job. Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you? When you are not favored, you are ignored. Yes. Say God for really bid. <laughs> it's God forbid, but like to really bid. <laughs> Ask your neighbor, is God ignoring you? Hey! That it means it means that. Is whatever you've been doing is not you're not really doing it well. That's why it's not giving you anything. There's no new work, there's no meeting, there's no nothing. You are being called, there's no new burden is being given to you. Be a ruler of ten cities. Go and prepare my supper and serve me. I like the way you plow and you were feeding the cows. Feed me now. More work. That's the reward for hard work. So when you hear God asking you, can you do a little bit more? It's, it's your reward that is coming. Hallelujah. 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 One day, God took me to a new office. Yes, that I... We, we, we didn't have at that time. When I stood in the building, it's a building from which we wrote many books and did many things and had many meetings. When I stood there, I said, wow. Lord, does it mean it's not over? That was the first thought that came to me. <laughs> does it mean it's not over? This was um, how many years ago? More than 10 years ago. Does it mean it's not over? Because that was the only thing that it meant to me. That if I'm going to come to work here, it means it's not over. It means there's more work. It means he's still going to give me some more work to do. Wow. Wow. It's not over. It's not over at all. So, you should be hoping to hear something about a little bit more something work. Somebody is calling you for something and God is going to reward you with more of his work to do. Yes. You know, one of the things that we are, that we are going to do and I'm going to give you that work here is, you know, a few days ago, I was in, uh, I don't know, I was somewhere. must have been one of these countries, England or Switzerland, Italy. And I saw some white people walking. Then 
it occurred to me that they don't believe in God at all. You know, then the Holy Spirit spoke to me, told me that it has not always, it was not always so. The darkness that has fallen over Europe was not always like that. In fact, he took my mind back to Billy Graham, that Billy Graham held a crusade here. 1950, Wembley was full, not for soccer, not for Manchester United or Chelsea or Arsenal, for Billy Graham. White people, British people, English men, English boys and girls. Wembley Stadium, full. William Booth. You see, England has produced many very great English men who are ministers. Some of the greatest in the whole world, they are from here. This is not an atheist country. It's not, a, it's not a God-forsaken country. It's not a country which have never believed in God or don't know. Don't, 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 don't. It is a very recent, it's like 50 years. It's just the last 50 years, last 50, 60 years. Yes. 50 years ago is when? 60 years ago is when? Calculate. Add student. Okay, the science student should calculate. 2018 minus 50 is what? Sixty minus sixty is what? Fifty-eight. Yeah. Around that time. It was a it was a it was a religion. The, the change, all the laws against homosexuality that are practiced in the whole world, they are from here. They were crafted here. That's England. They made, wrote the laws. <laughs> yes, anti whatever laws. It's all, they're all British laws. They are practiced. All the Commonwealth countries have those laws. They are from here. It's a very religious country. Think of the people that came from here. Spurgeon, maybe people you, you know, John Wesley from Oxford. Huh? Methodist churches everywhere in Ghana, in Nigeria, any part of the world. William Booth, he died 1904. Yet his funeral was attended by 150,000 Englishmen and women. There were no Nigerians in, 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 in uh, England in 1904. Please, let's be serious. There was no Ghanaians in England in 1904. It was attended by 150,000 white British people, including Queen Mary. And she took a last-minute decision to attend the funeral. Yeah, because she wasn't going to come. Then she took a realized that she had better go. And she was forced to sit with the commoners. And she sat by a lady who was a prostitute and had been saved by, by, by William Booth's ministry. And she told, she told the queen, he cared for the likes of us. He cared for the likes of us, you know. Yeah, she told the queen. Yeah. This is a religious country, I'm telling you. And Jesus is going to be Lord over Britain again in the name of Jesus. I said, Jesus is going to be Lord over this country again. Hallelujah! I am giving you a a commission. You must do a little bit more than you have done already in this country. Yes. 
people will be saved. You watch and see. People will be saved. People will be changed. People will come to know the Lord. The churches will grow. The churches will work. Believe what I'm saying. This, this current, we don't believe in God. We don't believe in some, super, maybe a cosmic force or a, a supernatural an energy or something. We don't really believe in God. It's a new thing. It's a very new, it's not a British thing. These are Englishmen. William Booth, his statue is right here. John Wesley's statue is right here in London. Spurgeon, he's right here. Smith Wigglesworth. And uh, uh, what's his name? Derek Prince. From Oxford. Oxford speaking Englishman. These are Englishmen. This is not a country without... You can't mention men of God like that from Belgium. I don't know any from Belgium or Norway or Denmark. You don't have people like that. This is a country which has produced uh, William Carey, the father of missions to India and all over from Kettering, where we just came from the camp. That's his, where his, his base is. It's not an 80s, it's not a godless country. No. So we are here. I tell you, I know you have done something. People have been saved, people have been changed. Some have gone as missionaries, but... I came with a a question. Can't you do just a little bit more than you have done up to now? I believe you can do a little bit more. Hmm. The reward for hard work is what? More work. Luke chapter 16 verse 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. He that is unjust in the least is also unjust in much. So when God gives you something which is called the least, and you work hard with it. You are now qualified to work with more things. Much things. Yes. So now I believe that God is qualifying us here. To reach. To, we are within striking distance. I said we are within striking distance. Of reaching the souls of England. English souls. I'm telling you we are here for English souls. How many are going to allow England to fall to other religions and to fall to the hands of demons. A country which has produced people that have blessed the world. William Carey. The whole of India says thank you to him. Yes. The whole of India says thank you to William Carey. For getting up from Kettering and going on a ship. He never came back to England. No, he died there. He never came back. And William Booth, the whole world says thank you to him. And the world will say thank you to you for doing what you had to do in this time. Amen? Amen. Can't you do just a little bit more? We can And so God blessed me to go to the whole of Ghana. And now we've been to so many countries in Africa. 
and we are going, continuing, because the reward for hard work is more work. Now, turn with me to Genesis. And we'll be coming to the end of our little sermon. Just a little bit more, isn't it? (laughs) You are preaching back to me my message. Just a little bit more. Beautiful. Actually, um, turn to Second Peter chapter two. Since you say I should preach a little bit more, I'm going to Second Peter chapter two instead of Genesis, verse four. It says, if God spared not the angels that sin, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a what? A preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Alright. Now, what was uh, Noah's profession? Preacher to whom? Who, who, who was he preaching to? I can't hear you. Ungodly. Yeah, he was a pastor. He was a preacher. Was he preaching to his three children? After the flood, he was left with only three people. His three children, isn't it? But he was a preacher. A well-known preacher of righteousness. Okay? Now, what's the reward for hard work? Now, one day, God said to him, can't you do just a little bit more, Noah? And I'm sure he said, what again should I do? I have preached to these people. Nobody even believes all the things I'm saying. But God said to him, I need you to do just a little bit more. What a what little bit more? What little bit more? Build me an ark. Eh? Are you not satisfied with my godly life? I've been preaching all these years. I'm a preacher of righteousness. Is it not enough? God said, No, build an ark for me. This is what I want. And you see, the little bit more. You see, what is this wood and, and put animals in it? Hmm. Uh, Genesis chapter 6 But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord God was happy with him And when God finds grace with you What does he do? He gives you more work Yes And God said to Noah verse 13 The end of all flesh is come up before me But Noah found grace For the earth is filled with violence through them And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Verse 14. Make an ark. (laughs) Make an ark with gopher wood. 
rooms shalt thou make in the ark and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. Wow. Build me an ark. That's what I want. I know you've been righteous. And then he gave him the details. And you make a window. You do it. And verse 19. Then after that, uh, uh, what, 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 what do you think? It's, it's one thing to build a boat, isn't it? Now God says, I want you to go hunting after. I need you to go and catch animals alive. Which was not the original plan. It was just build a boat. And you thought that. After he built the boat, he said, now go and catch animals. There is a book I used to read. There's, a, there's this, uh, I don't know those of you who, there's this uh, two young boys with their father who used to go catch animals live for, for, for zoos. It's like one of the series, one of the Enid Blyton series. It wasn't, not Enid Blyton, somebody, somebody else. It's not Hardy Boys, no. Nancy Drew. No. I'm talking of catching animals, please. Does, is there anybody who, who knows who knows that it was, it was also a series very very interesting I, I remember reading them all, uh, but anyway there were this and catching animals that was their work yeah amazing so now God says to Noah well done build a boat can't you do just a little bit more save animals hey, God if Noah hadn't saved the animals we wouldn't have some of the animals we have today. Yeah. Huh? Just a little bit more. And God and Noah said, okay, Lord. Huh. I don't know when you'll be tired of talking to me about strange things. And he did it. And he went and he caught as many animals. Went and caught a live tiger. Live Lion. Any animal you see today was caught by Noah. Yeah, in pairs. Leopards. Male and female leopards. Do you know how to find a male and a female leopard? Leopards are found in trees. They are like chimpanzees. They go up into the trees. They are the only cats which can climb trees. Lions cannot climb. Leopards can climb. You don't watch wildlife what do you watch? Nigerian movies. Nollywood. Leopards have claws. They can climb trees. And so they jump on you. By, they surprise you. That's why President Mobutu was always wearing the, the leopard thing. Because he was a surprise. He would surprise, jump on you. Arrest you by surprise. In Congo. Yeah. Two lions. Two leopards. Two giraffes. Two snakes. Two black mambas. Cobras. I, I, maybe, I don't think he caught snakes. Because all snakes can swim. Yeah, all snakes can swim. Mm. I, don't, I don't think he caught snakes. And then... Two, two, what else? Camels, horses, two cows. And he, and, he, and he had to have food for all these animals. Can you imagine what a leopard is going to eat for all these weeks? 
No, no, it's not a small project that God gave to him. And it was his reward for being a great preacher. Yeah. More work, a preacher of righteousness. So there were three more jobs. Build a, 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 a boat, catch animals, and get food for the animals. And keep them alive. I'm coming to drown everybody. Now, do you believe in the Bible or you don't believe? If you, if you don't believe, I don't know why you are here. We are, we are, here, we are here because of our faith. faith. Faith is not what you can hold. That, that, that's the sad thing. You know, so Darwin, who was another Englishman, has introduced doubt and questions on faith. It's amazing that he's buried here in the, in the church. Yeah, he said he, ha- he cannot see how he can believe the stories in Genesis. Yes, he, he, there's no way he can believe it. He doesn't believe it's all nonsense that we evolved, which actually needs more faith. And that, you know, there was an explosion. And then when the dust cleared, here was a beautiful Mercedes Benz with uh, power, power steering, power windows, sat, sat nav, everything. I mean, with an explosion after the Big Bang. Then here was a beautiful BMW, which, which can do so many things, sensors for this, for that, can pack itself, can do the from an explosion. That's rather what needs faith. You rather need faith to believe that something so complex and wonderful comes out of an explosion. A big bang. Don't you need faith to believe that? Yes. It borders on insanity. Yes. Yeah. Can you imagine, you see, you come find a beautiful car. So there was a big explosion in Germany. When the dust settled, there was a BMW. Wow. Seven series, I mean, beautiful. With special color, I mean, beautiful, nice. You need faith for something like that. Big, big faith. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, you must believe that there was a man called Noah. That there was a flood. And actually, all cultures across the world believe, have a story of a great flood. Yes, not in the Bible. All cultures have this story of this great flood that once happened. Yes. Did you know that? No, almost every culture across the world has a story of a flood. Yeah. I was, I was reading, I was amazed. I mean, the Incas, the Indians, this, everybody knows that there was once a big flood. Yeah. And Noah believed. And you see, the earthly human beings have, I was at the Kennedy Space Center and I saw the rockets taller than this building that went to the moon and some that came back the space shuttle you know and, and I saw this telescope, this huge thing like this building and they sent it into space 350 miles out into space to look at things and they see more things and they are sending a new one this year 900,000 miles out into space to look at more and, and it, the, the telescopes are seeing things that we don't see with the eye because you know light has different sectors electromagnetic waves gamma waves the art student I will find it difficult electromagnetic wave gamma wave x-rays 
and so on. And there is only a small spectrum in the range that we see. So, yes, infrared and so on. So now they are seen in that, in those rays as well. So they are picking up planets, things that are around that we can't see. Yes. You see, and in and, and all their searches, they've, they've, they've not seen God. They've not even seen an angel. So God is not something you can read about. It is, you believe it's another realm, not the physical realm. And the Bible even tells us one day that it says that the, and I saw an angel standing in the sun. Yeah. You see all these things coming to pass. So it, God is very great and supernatural. And he's telling us, do a little bit more. He's tell, he told me, England is not for the devil. I tell you, England is not going to be handed over to the devil. Yes. England is not, it's not for the, even for the sake of the fathers who have been here. For the William Booths and the Derek Princes and the John Wesleys and the Spurgeons and the people that have labored and died here and sent missionaries to the whole world. It cannot happen. I say it cannot happen in Jesus' name. And God is asking us for a little bit more of something. Yes, you've done well. You are a preacher. Now build a boat. Well done. You build a boat. Now go and catch animals. Well done. Now go and get food for them and keep them alive. Yes. And that's the same thing. Go into the world. You, Jerusalem. Well done. Now can you go to Judea? Well done. Now, can you go to Samaria? Thank you for going. Now, can you go to the uttermost parts of the earth? Well done. Keep going. You never finish being given work until you're finished in this world. Until you die, God will always be rewarding you with something more to do. Yes. God will always be giving you something new. And it's when he doesn't like you that he will not have any new work for you. That's how his dislike of you is his silence. Yes. His disapproval of you is his quietness. No, I have nothing to say to you. No comment. I have no job. I have no suggestion. I have nothing. I have no, nothing to tell you. Just, no, no, there's no meeting. There's no, there's nothing to do. No, I don't have any. There's nothing new. Yes. May it never happen to you in Jesus' name. So God for really bid. Twenty-one. That's twenty-one. Genesis six twenty-one. And take thou unto thee all of the food that is eaten. Thou shalt gather it to thee. It shall be for food for thee and for them. So the commission included preaching as a preacher of righteousness, then building a boat, then catching animals. And then the last thing was, put the scripture back there, put food for all of them. And then the next verse is the last verse in the chapter. And the Lord said unto Noah, come down and all thy house, okay, into the food. I have seen you are righteous. We got all the food for leopard, for this, for that, for that. That's all. Just a little bit more. How many are ready for a little bit more for God? Amen. And I want us to do that here. So now, what is a little bit more? Let, let's find out what God likes. Okay? Please, how many want to be happy? How many here are married? Ah, if you want to be happy in marriage, find out what the person likes 
don't, don't do what you like for the person. Don't say, eat this. If the person wants to eat fried owls, you get it? He wants to eat an owl with the big eyes. That's what he wants to eat. Do it for him. All right? Don't, don't, don't make what you don't, what you like for him. Make what he likes for him. True or not true? You listen, shh. You can't force me to like what you like. If you want me to be happy with you, you can't say, eat this, it's nice. It's when we are little children that our mothers tell us, eat it, it is nice. But when you grow up, you, you can't be told, eat this, it is nice. There are things that my mother used to tell me. When, whenever, she, whenever she was giving me food and I was not eating, she would say to me, there are people dying in Ethiopia. There are people dying in whatever. Eat this, eat it, now. eat this. Now. And I always don't know, how, what does, what, when I eat it, how does it help the people in Ethiopia? Did your mother also tell you such? There are people suffering. Eat this food. Ah. But when you grow up, you 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 stop uh, eating things. You don't want. You see, one day I went to a party and then a lady was sitting by my side. And she had a big crab. Like the crab was, the crab had spread its legs on the plate. And I, I don't know how to eat crab. I have not, I have not eaten some before. So I didn't know how. What was she going to do? Because I could see the shells. So I was looking straight. But with the right side of my eye, I was looking at what she was doing. Look. It was a wonder for me. And I, 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 I patiently watched through the, a very small girl like this. A lady. When she finished, there was nothing left. I mean, there was nothing. No, not even a leg or even a claw. Everything was gone. This is what she likes. And, and I, cannot, I cannot eat such things because I don't know how to eat it. It has not been given to me before. So you cannot bring that crap to me. If it, I'm afraid of it. When I see it, I'm afraid of it. You get what I'm saying? What I, why am I saying this? I'm saying that you cannot force God as a grown-up. You cannot force God to like what he doesn't like. God has told us what he likes and what is nice to him. And you cannot come and say, eat this God. Eat crabs. I, I made it for you. No. No. What does God like? What makes God happy? Luke chapter 15. Wow. Verse 7. I say to you, I say to you, huh? That likewise, joy shall be in heaven. Oh, 
over one sinner. Over one sinner. Amen. Over one sinner that repented. Amen. Than 99 members sitting here. If you want to make God happy, the 99 who are in church doesn't make God happy. As the ones. I want to ask you, instead of having conventions, to have more anointing oil poured on your head. More preaching about the same things you know already. I want to ask you to go out and win souls. Let us have programs, even in church, just for the winning of souls. Yes, I'm asking you to do a little bit more. You see, Jesus is not so happy over the 99 who are singing songs. Are you a choir? Green? Yeah. It's nice for you to be a choir, but this is not what makes him so happy. Yes, you can't force him to. Oh, but he should like our music. No, he may not like your music. Oh, but he likes drumming and dancing. Don't force God. eh? Don't force God. He's not your child. You tell him that, eat it. Eat this one. Have this. God is not your child. Tell your neighbor, God is not your child. You can't force him. You can't force things on him. God has said what he likes. And we have to do what he likes. He says, he says, there's 99 members, but I am happier. There is happiness and joy in heaven. When one, a, a, a sinner is converted and comes to know Jesus Christ, there is joy. Thank God. Thank God for what you've done. I want to ask you to do breakfast meetings to do crusades, to do carnivals, to do house to house, door to door. Print, on, print a t-shirt with, write your name. Dear friend, my name is Daniel. I want to talk to you about something. No, you don't have to even write this. I want to talk to you. I know you are depressed. I know you need help. You can write it at the back, so you just stand like that. The person will see. My number is so and so. I, I need to talk to you and I can really help you. Please tap me on my shoulder and I will turn around and talk to you. Wow. Now, as soon as somebody taps you, say, yeah, yeah, I've been waiting. I wanted to talk to you. This is your witnessing t-shirt. Yes. And everybody must have one. And we must go out. That's what will make God happy. And when God is in a good mood. Huh? How many know that wise children wait till their parents are in a good mood before they ask for things? Children, is it not true? You wait for what? What do you wait for? Our parents to be happy. How do you know they are happy? Uh, They give us things. When when they are happy, they give you things. But how do you detect that they are happy? I mean, (laughs) they'll be smiling and singing and all that. They'll be smiling? Yeah. And singing and singing, yeah. Dancing in the house. Dancing in the house. That's the right time to go and ask for a new phone. That's the right time to ask for some money. That's the right time to ask them for permission. But when they are in a bad mood. 
and you start asking, can I have, no, 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 you people are, no. You are ungrateful children, you are spoiled children, all of you, get out of my sight. Is it not true? Now, how can we change God's mood? What happened in Luke chapter 15, when the prodigal son came home? When the prodigal son's father saw him, the father said, whoa, is this my boy? Is it my boy, my lost one that is coming? And the father organized a party. Look at what the Bible said. Put it up there in Luke 15. He said, hey, bring a calf. And, and the son came and the, the older brother came and said, I've been here for years. I've never seen this attitude before. You will never see, you will never see certain things from God until you do so in him. His brother said, I've been here for, I've been through pain and tears. I've been through darkness. I've never seen you make us happy like this. You will never see it. You won't see it. If you like, watch and see. I've been a pastor for more than 25 years. You want to see certain things from God? You'll never see it till you become a soul winner. Like real soul winner. Look at it. The scripture says, I've been here with you. I've served you. I've been in church. I've been in the choir. I've been in this. I was in convention. I went to pick the man of God from the airport with a car. I brought a towel for him. You get it? I brought a towel for I got oil. I was anointed with oil. I was whatever. You never at any time did certain things. You know, God spoke to me this year. He told me that evangelism and crusade is the flower of your ministry. What is flower? Flower is the nice part. And I, I, I don't, nice to who? Nice to him. Not I mean, who is looking at us. It's nice, that's the nice part to God. So of all the things I'm doing, that like, it, it tickles him, he becomes happy. Yeah, and I tell you, you never see certain parties. They organize a party and a ring. Check the ring out. Some of you, your, your rings are made of brass. You, you will never see certain rings till you, he says, put on him a ring and then ropes. You'll never see certain clothes. You'll only be buying cheap things and making them look expensive, but to actually buy something quality. How many want to see God in a really, really good mood? Now, will you do what I'm telling you to do? Yeah. I mean, go as if you are mad. Go out into the streets. Every church, every member. Don't make yourself too big for what I'm saying. You, know? don't make, you see, people who act, you know, sometimes they look like they are sort of, we don't, we don't, we don't, so what do you have to do? We've done it already. Let me tell you, you are, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. yeah. Don't think that song win is for some zealous, overzealous people in the church. No, song win is for everybody. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm not here to just ask you to give some money. I'm here to make you go back to Jerusalem, Judea. If you don't win souls, you never appreciate soul winning. And there are people... When I, when I was at the first love church, you know, I was at the first, there thousands of them. When they, when they give the, if you care to listen to the camp, thousands of them, you hear the testimony. One said, I was smoking marijuana, there were four of us. I got saved. Three of my friends, they're all mad. I'm the only one left. 
This one said, I was doing this. I was this. And so and so talked to me. This little girl talked to me. This one spoke to me. This one talked to me. And you know, afterwards, one of the security guys who was there turning on the lights and all that, you know, one of the children there, she went to witness to him. She went, she, she talked to him. She said, he said, look, when I came and I was watching, he said, I had a feeling, I had a strange feeling in me. Yeah, I had a strange feeling. He said, I've never seen people that are happy. He said, no one was angry. No one was upset. No one was complaining about anything. Everybody was happy. He said, it was so strange. So he had not seen it before. Yeah. And she led him to Jesus. Yes. Beautiful. It's a baby jet. Baby jet pastors. Don't make yourself above the basics of Christianity. That's what has destroyed the church and will destroy your life. All this coming, I want to see the prophet for whatever, for him to say a word, for me to magically become rich and magically get a husband. And I, Look, we've, we have in the Bible what makes God happy. People have laughed at me all these years when I talk about so many. It's like I'm preaching about basics. Where are they today? People have mocked at me. They mock me. So, you don't have a revelation. You don't have whatever. It's just basics. You talk only about basics. This is the basics. That's building the big, one of the biggest churches. Yes. How many people do have a church like this? Let's be serious. Tell somebody, if that is basics, if so many is basics, I'm back to basics. Listen to what Catherine Booth said. Catherine Booth. She said, we want men who are set on soul, soul saving. William Booth's wife. Wives. Hmm? Not just making meat pies. She was set on soul, soul saving. Men who are not ashamed to let everyone know that this is the one aim and object of their life and that they make everything secondary to this. That's why the queen would attend such people's funerals. And that's why their statues are out there. But it's not the statue that is their honor. Their honor is in heaven. I want us to go back. I'm calling you to come back to ordinary Christianity. Let's fill this hall with people, with people that we've also invited. So come for a concert, come for a drama, come for a night, whatever, come for a marriage uh, night or anything, any, just find any word, calendars, I mean, just create a word, razzmatazz, come, just, just come, yes, and, and arrive here, every church, it's not a first love activity, it's not something for children, how can you mature out of the basics of Christianity, God, if you are pleasing God and you are God's servant and you are older, you see that when God loves you, you'll be older, but he's giving you a little bit more to do. It's when he doesn't like you that he leaves you and you, you become like you are, you are outdated. Yes. I'm telling you. Don't think it's a first love and it's first lovers who are doing outreach. And so, we, you know, we are the mature. You are no mature, no NATO. If God loves you, he will be giving you something more to do. I'm telling you. And you, you would rather be Letting the young people know that you can't out, outdo us. We were here, we were here winning souls before you were born. Eh? 
Yeah, we were here within souls before you were born. So if you think you are so, like, like me, is it not, the first lovers, they cannot say that they are more zealous than me. I am more zealous and more energetic than them. I took one of the first lovers to me. I, I took her. I said, come with me. To, she came with the camps. By the time we got to whatever, I see that she's now tired. I said, you are tired. Eh? <laughs> you are not even preaching. <laughs> From Italy to America to Switzerland to here to here to here. Sleeping at airports for two days. Yes. Traveling day and night. We'll be laboring. We'll be traveling day and night. Ah! Don't make yourself... You see, one day I went to the north of Ghana. And I was looking at the people. They looked a little different. So I asked the pastor, why do the people here look different? And he used a term which I've never heard before. I've never read it in even a medical book. Do you want me to tell you the word that he used? I asked him, the people here look a little different. What is, what is it? They look a look. He said it is premature aging. They they grow older before. God for really bid that you should have premature aging. God for really bid. (laughs) If God loves you, my friend, uh, he will be sending you. Hello? Hello? To do more work. That's the reward. And I, I thank God. He has given me more work. I have more churches. More children. When I was leaving the camp yesterday, I was feeling sad. So there are all these children. I want to talk to everybody. I want to pray for everybody. Oh. When God loves you, he will give you more Hallelujah. So, can't you do just a little bit more? Is your ticket to his pleasure. He says, enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Not into his anger, into his joy. Is it beautiful? Stand up everybody, let's pray. Now, tell the person standing next to you, don't look at me as though you are looking at an old person. I don't like your eyes. I don't like those eyes. Tell your neighbor, I'm back to the basics. I'm back to the basics. I'm going to do a little bit more. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? People think that a great man of God is to have a big towel with a big bottle of oil and a horn and be anointing people in churches and keep on refreshing the same groups of saints. That is, that is man, of, man of Godism. That is man of Godism. <laughs> I'm a man of Godistic man. It's like, he's it's a powerful prophet. Man of Godistic. No. When you win souls, give your life to Jesus. Kneel down, let me pray for you. 
and you lead him to Jesus, that is a real man of God. Let us make soul winning our main work. Amen. And take it from me. All the things you've been praying for. How many have been praying for some things? Still no answer. Raise your hand. No answer. What you need is a change in God's mood. Did the prodigal son and the elder brother, did any of them ask for the party? Did anybody ask for a ring? Did anybody ask for robes? Did anybody ask for shoes? Did anybody ask for a celebration? God will organize it without your prayers. God will organize it without you praying even one minute. He will say, I've decided to organize a party for you to celebrate you. Here is some money to celebrate you. Let me just spread something over you. Yes. You believe it? How many are going to force God to eat some crabs to make him happy? Are you going to force God what you like? God, this is what you like. What does God love? What does God like? Souls. I mean, can you imagine if after church, Lady Pastor Linda comes to serve me with a very big crab and tell me, this is from Brighton. Is this sea in Brighton? This is Brighton crabs. And this is a place, nice crabs for you. I've, I've prepared sweet and sour crabs. I should eat it. Is it the right thing? What advice will you give her? After all that, I've said what I like and what I don't like. <laughs> I, I don't think she's understood the message. Yeah, it's going to give me crabs after today's service. Sweet and sour crabs. And, you are, you are, and she's keep on explaining. It's very good for you. It's very good. It has calcium. It has magnesium. It has vitamins. It has uh, uh, omega three. Omega three crabs. Lift your hands to Jesus. Father, we thank you for calling us to do something better and showing us what pleases you. We thank you. Father, we are sorry. We've been praying to you about so many things. And you've also told us what you like. Father, we dedicate ourselves again here in London. Lord, you brought us here to be candles in the dark. Thank you for the great people, Derek Prince. William Carey, John Wesley, William Booth, all these wonderful people that you raised up. They were, they were such great lights to the whole of England and to the whole world. Now we are here, Lord. We are products of all these people's efforts. We thank you and we ask for ourselves, Lord, that you give us the grace and the humility not to mature out of work, but to accept a little more work that you give us. Thank you for the example of Noah. Noah, you told him to be a preacher. He was a preacher. Then you told him to build a boat. Then you told him to catch animals. Then you told him to get food. Thank you for a little bit more. We dedicate ourselves like Noah to be builders of your ark and doers of a little bit more all through our lives, Lord. Thank you for calling us for a meeting. Thank you for saying that we should come and there's something to do. Thank you for assigning and reassigning us with another commission, Lord. Thank you for Jerusalem. Thank you for Judea. Thank you for Samaria. Thank you for the uttermost parts of the earth. Thank you for grace to live and do your will in 
in this time. We are thankful, Father. We lift our hearts to you and we say, take us, Lord. Whatever our time, our age, our life, use us for your glory. We are sorry for being just concerned about our own lives. But now we tend to be concerned about what you are concerned about. Help us to accomplish great and mighty things for you and for your glory. We give you praise, Lord. We give you thanks in the mighty name of Jesus. Lay your hands on your head. Father, anoint everyone here as a mighty soul winner. Let there be a new flame of soul winning zeal. Let all colors, all types, all ages, all grades, all versions, all types of categories of human beings be saved through this church right here in England, Lord. Cause us to bring a light back into this dark continent and this dark country. Thank you that England is not forsaken. England is not lost. If not anything, because of the labors of those who have gone on before us, a great mercy is shown to this nation. We rebuke the devil. We rebuke the demons that seek to take over the lives of the people here. We say, no, Jesus. Thank you for salvation and for mercy. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. As every head is bowed for a moment, if you are here, you have given your life to Jesus. I want to pray with you to be born again. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to God. I want to give my life to Jesus. Maybe somebody invited you. But listen carefully. Except your name is written in the book of life. You cannot go to heaven. If you are here, you want to say, Pastor, help me. Pray with me. I want to give my life to God. I heard you preaching. I believe in heaven. I believe in hell. I want you to pray with me. I want Jesus to come into my life and change me. You are not sure whether you go to heaven or hell if you are to die today or tomorrow. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life, my life to God and to Jesus. If you are here like that, lift your right hand up high like this. Just lift it up high and I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. I see all your hands lifted up high, lifted up high. Pastor, pray with me. Help me to know God. Help me to find Jesus today. God bless you. I see all your hands. If you've lifted your hand, come to me in the front right here. Come from where you are standing. Come, stand here. Let me pray with you. Give him your life today. Come on. Come on, my friend. From upstairs. From the back. Wherever you are. I want to give my life to God. I want to give my life to Jesus. Come on. Wherever you are, it's not too far. Come on, I'm waiting for you. I want to give my life to God. Come on, my friend, from upstairs, from the back. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. It's worth giving your life to God. From wherever you are, come, come, come. Clap for them as they come. Clap for them as they come. Come to Jesus. Clap for them as they come. Come to God. Come to Jesus. What an opportunity. What a chance you have. Give your life to God. From the back, from upstairs. Don't say it's too far. It's not too far. From outside, wherever you are. Come to Jesus. Come to God. Give him your life today. Now lift your hands and let me pray with you. Close your eyes. Lift your heart up to God and say, Jesus. Jesus. Everybody join. Say, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you for today. So many are coming. Let them come in. Let them come. Let all these people come quickly.
come to Jesus. I don't want you to stand there if you, you are not sure whether you go to heaven or hell. Very important. And you, you need to give your life to Jesus today. Okay, lift your hands. Close your eyes. Close your eyes only so that you concentrate on God. And say with your heart, say, Lord Jesus. Everyone join in, Lord Jesus. Thank you for today. Oh God. I'm sorry. For all my sins. I'm a sinner. I know it. I've done many wrong things. Please have mercy on me. Please wash away my sins. With the blood of Jesus. I open my heart. Lord Jesus. Come into my heart. Save me. Wash me. With the blood of Jesus. Please write my name. In the book of life. Today. I open my heart. And I receive Jesus. As my master. And my Lord. Thank you father. For saving me. From this moment. From this moment. Onwards. I am born again. I'm a child of God. I am a servant of God. And I will serve Jesus Christ. Thank you Lord. For saving me. Today. Now lift your right hand like this. And say after me. Say Satan. Listen carefully. In the name of Jesus. From today. I will not follow you. Satan. I will not serve you. I will not obey you. I belong to God. I belong to God. I belong to Jesus. And I will serve Jesus. Jesus is my savior. Now lift your two hands to the Lord. Everybody say thank you Jesus for saving me today. I love you. I thank you for saving me. Please write my name in the book of life. My name is mention your name. Mention your name. Please write this name in the book of life. In Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC.